Championship weekend has arrived. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. Thank you very much for checking out yet another edition. We greatly appreciate it. Special episode in store for you today because it is a special weekend. Not one, but two guests. I want to give you guys both perspectives of the betting counter this weekend. So first off, we're going to go to Vegas. We're going to visit with my old friend, Ken Thompson. He's going to lay out how to attack the AFC and NFC championship games from a betting perspective. Then we're going to stay in Vegas, but we're going to go to the South Point Casino and visit with Jimmy Vaccaro. He's been booking action in Vegas for 41 years. He's going to tell us what to expect from the Sharps, the public, where the lines are going to move before kickoff, and what some of the biggest bets are that he's taken this weekend. So let's not waste any more time. We will get to the program's picks at the end of the episode. But for right now, let's go out to Vegas. going to be up 500 by midnight. A good friend of mine going back to our days together in Las Vegas. You can catch him on SportsX Radio via 720KDWN and follow him on Twitter at KenThompson87. One of the smartest minds in the business, Ken Thompson, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ken, as always, a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's begin with the AFC Championship. The big news this week, Tom Brady suffers a hand injury in practice that keeps him out of practice on Thursday. Do you think it's possible the Patriots are messing around here and possibly trying to create a little drama to distract the Jaguars, or is this 100% legit in your opinion? Boy, I don't know. And that's the whole thing with the traded Patriots track record, Joe. You know, you look, they're always looking for an edge. But again, to miss practice a couple days in a row, not throw the ball around, kind of makes you wonder. But, you know, at the end of the day with New England, somehow, someway, they always find a way. They're not only the best team, the best coach, the best quarterback, probably the best football organization we've ever seen, maybe outside of the old Green Bay Packers, but they're also the luckiest team. I mean, realistically, we have to put Brady up on the pedestal because he sits 5-2 and two as a quarterback in Super Bowls when he should actually, you know, be 3-4. and four. If we get Seattle and Atlanta to close out games, you know, we're not looking at it the same way we are now, but at the end of the day, it's what matters. How many Lombardi trophies do you have? They've got five against the two defeats to the Giants. Jaguars front office executive Tom Coughlin has had a lot of success in the past against the New England Patriots, specifically in those two Belichick-Brady losses against the New York Giants. Do you take that into account when handicapping this matchup? I do, but you know Doug Marone deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I think we're giving Coughlin maybe too much credit of what he did against you know, the Patriots in the Super Bowls with those wins with the Giants, those are phenomenal, especially the one where they beat the Patriots when they're 18-0 and because if Patriots win that one, that's all we're ever hearing about. Instead, we really don't hear much about that season from the folks in New England because they did lose that finale. But, uh, yeah, Coughlin deserved a lot of credit for what he did with the Giants and maybe some input there, sit down, talk with Marone, go over things that work. This is a different team, different organization. And, Joe, you know, when I look at – you know, sports in general. You look at teams like the Houston Astros and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Three, four years ago, we want nothing to do with these teams. These are two of the worst organizations in their respective sports. Now, all of a sudden, they're catapulted. Houston wins the World Series, and Jacksonville finds themselves in the AFC Championship game with free agency and good coaching and good organizational work. It's amazing how things can change in a short span. How much are you willing to trust Blake Bortles in this situation? Boy, oh boy, it's going to have to be really a team effort for them to win. It's not Blake Bortles. And we've seen two different style games with Blake Bortles. He threw the ball real well in the last win against Pittsburgh, and the defense not really getting much pressure on him from the Steelers. And then we saw 
you know, Bortles picked him up, put him down in the win against Buffalo through the one key pass to Koyak for the touchdown. So, again, it's a team effort. You try to shorten the game if you're Jacksonville, hang in there early, get defensive pressure on Brady, put him on his wallet a couple times, let him know, hey, we're here to play. We're not just here to cover a spread or to, you know, show face and say, hey, we're here. We made it to the championship game. We're here to win it, move on to the Super Bowl, because we realize that these opportunities a lot of times just don't happen too often. And I think Jacksonville believes in themselves more than anybody else believes in them. Between the side and the total, do you have a strong position in any spot for this game? You know, initially I looked at the teaser, and that's what I, I did. I, I teased the two games initially. I teased New England under a field goal. I thought that for sure looked like it was going to be solid, easy money, and then worry about the other game with Minnesota and Philly. I actually teased Philadelphia up to 10.5. So I had New England minus 2.5 and, and Philly plus 10.5 on a seven-point teaser, figuring that would be a lot. But now with the Brady potential injury, you kind of wonder. So I did go back the other way and also have Jacksonville involved in there where I got Jacksonville on plus 16, and then I also teased that to Philadelphia plus 10.5. All right, at the moment, Minnesota's a three-point favorite with a total of about 39 for the NFC Championship game at Lincoln Financial Field against the number one seeded Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people out there like the Minnesota Vikings in this spot. What would be your biggest concern when it comes to backing the Vikings here? Well, you know, the offense getting stagnant last week at home against New Orleans raises concern. You have a field goal kicker in four-bat that is good, but again, Minnesota's had kicking lows in the past and maybe that, that mindset where they just don't get there. They just – something goes wrong, whether it's Gary Anderson, whether it's, you know, something else going on to where, you know, you just kind of feel that dark cloud. Now, I do think it is actually a benefit for them to go to Philadelphia. I think there's pressure that is taken off them from being in their own backyard, understanding that the Super Bowl is set to be in Minnesota. They got the win against New Orleans as improbable as it was after they – squandered the 17 nothing lead because I think they did get it rather conservative. Uh, you know, I, I, Joe, realistically, I think Minnesota's the better team in the trenches, and I think that's where this game will be won and lost. And I respect Philadelphia and what they've done. And, again, they are a team, and they understand, even without Carson Wentz, that Nick Foles, if he does not lose the game, Philadelphia's running game and their defense could be good enough to still win this game. And we know that Philly crowd is going to try and will them into that big game. And you and I talked about it yesterday. It would be like an Eagles organization to where you don't expect them to get there because of the loss of Carson Wentz that they find themselves in the Super Bowl and possibly a rematch with New England. Tough for me to pick a side in this one because I'm close to the situation having grown up in the Philadelphia area, but I do lean towards the under on 39 total points. I think this is going to be a relatively conservative, low-scoring game. Do you have any particular lean in that direction, under versus over? You know, I would probably be with you and probably lean towards the under, but you know, it just depends. If one team gets a two-score lead, all of a sudden things go out the window and things change and teams open things up. We saw, you know, a crazy fourth quarter last week in Minneapolis. I mean, you're sitting on a 17 nothing game with two minutes to go in the third quarter. You're figuring for sure this is a dead under. And so we've seen games change like that on the dime, just depending if there's a little bit of a gap to where a team has to come out of their comfort zone. Sure, both these teams would like to rely on their on their defense and their uh, running game, but I think Case Keenum is a guy that understands, you know what, Adam Thielen's clutch, Diggs' is clutch, C. 
uh, Rudolph is a guy that takes pressure off. And look for McKinnon out of the backfield to be key. He's going to get some dump-off passes. And, again, Latavius Murray, he's got to come up big. Sometimes it takes this guy a while to get out of his own way because he's got those long legs. But I took Minnesota on the money line, Joe. I, I think the 10-and-a-half with Philadelphia on the teaser, I think I cover and I have a chance to hit both ways. But I like this Minnesota team. I've liked them from the get-go. The game that they played against the Rams earlier in the year when they gave up that touchdown on the initial drive of the game but then shut them out the rest of the way, I looked in the trenches and I said, you know what, if you can shut the Rams down offensively and defensively and win that battle in the trenches, I think you can just about beat anybody in, at the line of scrimmage. And the Minnesota offensive line has been dynamic. It's been banged up at times. But I really think that's where Minnesota is head and shoulders above the other teams in this league. I think they're the most physical team in the league. Follow him on Twitter at KenThompson87. Check him out at SportsX Radio via 720KDWN. Ken Thompson joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ken, as always, a true pleasure. Thank you for your time. Best of luck this weekend. You got it, Joe, and we'll do college hoops soon, buddy. Take care. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> he spent 41 years as a Las Vegas bookmaker. You can catch him now at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Vegas. Follow him on Twitter at Jimmy Vaccaro. Jimmy Vaccaro joining us here on the Sharp 600. Jimmy, as always, it is great to have you on. Let's begin with the AFC Championship game. How has the action been at the South Point this week between the Patriot-Jaguar game, given everything that's going on with Tom Brady and that hand injury? Yeah, first of all, thank you for giving me a call. Second of all, it's bittersweet, Joe, and you would know as well as anybody. We're down to just three more games left, and we know how big September till January runs anymore, especially with the college also. So, you know, what can I tell you? we got to sweat it out for another couple games. My friend, it's as anticipated. It started a little bit slow only because uh, the nine was the number that uh, the smarts were looking to take maybe if they could get higher than the nine. And then when they saw with the injury reports coming out, whatever, they jumped in real quick, didn't want to miss out on what they would consider a bargain number. Now, the hand injury uh, to Brady, you're dealing with the uh, New England Patriots. So who the hell knows what's really going on? I suspect there is something there. I suspect it's not near as uh, some people are making it out to be. And, yes, so the guys jumped in. They took the nine for all that they could, 58 and a half for all they could. That's a plus eight. Just a little bit, but there was still enough money to go to seven and a half. So we went there, and we're still there. And, you know, we're, we're about, uh, with straight bets only, Joe, we're about 70,000 high on the Patriots, which isn't a bad number considering it is Friday, considering uh, when this, all the news comes out. And also, if you're looking at the at the pregame and you see Brady throwing the ball around and whizzing it, you will see a lot of money probably the last hour on the Patriots. The other thing that took a pretty good nosedive is, People who thought the uh, nine was a little bit too high, naturally that correlates in also to the money line. So they grabbed the uh, plus uh, 280 and then 290 to one that the Jaguars could win the game outright. So, yes, a lot of attention. A lot of it maybe just jumbled up because of the injury report, but uh, this I can tell you. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be plenty of business starting tonight when the tourists hit town, especially at what, what we consider the local places like the South Point. Are you anticipating the public in any way, shape, or form to come in on Jacksonville, or do you think from a public perspective it's going to be relatively one-sided with Brady and the Patriots? Well, remember, my friend, anything we talk about is in hopefully you consider it an educated guess because you've seen these things so many times before. But I would still suspect that there will be plenty of Patriot money. Uh, the so-called general public guy, 
naturally about 75% of them will be rooting for the Patriots, and 75% of them will utilize in some shape or form that they're going to have that name on their ticket, whether it's just laying the points right with the parlay, whether to them laying a cheap money line, or still uh, we will get the – as we did last week, the huge amount of money that's been on the Steelers with the teasers, I suspect we'll, we'll get that, especially now when the game is down to seven, seven and a half, where you're just basically teasing, teasing the Patriots to win the football game at home. Basically, really, they don't really care. They care that Brady's out in there, but it's not going to stop them entirely from betting on the Patriots. So, like I said, uh, when it comes to kickoff uh, on Sunday, uh, I'm a little anxious myself to see exactly what they do with it because we've never we've never been this deep in, this deep into the week, and uh, you know we're all still guessing to some degree, but it should be interesting. Case Keenum versus Nick Foles in the NFC Championship game. Very few saw that coming before the season started. What's the action been like on the Minnesota Philadelphia matchup? Considering we have the very rare instance of a number one seed being a home underdog here. Well, first of all, I mean, uh, what would you make the odds this time a year ago when you say these two guys will be starting quarterbacks on their way <laughs> to go to the Super Bowl? And we were talking uh, a few days ago. I, I guess it's close to, what, 18 months or two years that they were actually teammates on one team, and neither one of them played that much. So, uh, But let's give credit. They both stepped up when given the chance, and they obviously played very well. This game was an easy one to book at the beginning because you knew exactly where you were. You knew exactly what the numbers should be. And there was obviously mostly minus three with the road team, which is a little out of shape there coming into this type of game. But we took a whole bunch of money minus a three. Uh, but then, you know, we went to three and a half. We took more money back at the plus three and a half. So as I look around the scope of things, Joe, it's mostly three. Uh, now, it's hard for the big joints to budge off that because you don't want to get your, you don't want to get cited for a four or five hundred thousand dollars in this game. But yes, it is unique that you see the, the home team, a three point, uh, underdog and and as i'm sure you know talking to people all around the country did a radio show yesterday from directly from philadelphia and uh what's the new rage you're all wearing dog masks this morning on their way to work so should be interesting entertaining uh it's gonna bounce around maybe you don't want to move off to three but we'll see what happens but right now uh i would consider that the value guys looking to take the three-and-a-half uh, with the underdog there. I know we still have a couple days until kickoff, but what are some of the biggest bets you've seen so far this week? Well, we took two $30,000 bets, and one was on the favorites and one was on the underdog. Uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of nudge. We took uh, – I'm trying to give you exactly what we did. We took the biggest bet on the money line was on the Eagles, and that was for $20,000. But what you have, the event players coming in here, Joe, this type of game – They'll start showing tomorrow, uh, maybe late afternoon. People we've had, as you've been reading in the paper, uh, there's been a lot of people who've been coming to Southern Nevada betting huge amounts of money on, on these games. And I would suggest that the two people that we've been catering to uh, both have winning tickets in their pocket. So they had Alabama on the money line going back a couple weeks. And then uh, naturally he, he had the Vikings on Sunday, which uh, – He's still thankful for it that he's going to be able to cash that ticket. So I believe you'll see a lot, a lot of big plays uh, coming in starting tomorrow. He's a Vegas icon who's been booking action in Sin City for 41 years. You can catch him now at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And tremendous information on Twitter at Jimmy Vaccaro. Jimmy Vaccaro joining us here on the Sharp 600. Jimmy, as always, a true pleasure to get to pick your brain. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great weekend. All right, Joe. Talk to you soon, my friend. Today's Friday. You've heard from Ken Thompson. You've heard from Jimmy Vaccaro. Now, 
It's time for some picks. Game number one, the AFC Championship game, 3.05 p.m. Eastern. It's the Patriots laying seven with a total of about 45 and a half. I'm not buying the Tom Brady hand injury. I'm sorry, I'm not. Um, I believe something happened. I don't believe it's as serious as some are making it out to be, and I think the Patriots are going to take full advantage of the mass hysteria that's breaking out. If you can find seven, which is out there, I highly suggest laying seven with the Patriots because let's be honest, come Monday, when you look yourself in the mirror, if you bet on Blake Bortles and the Jaguars against Bill Belichick and the Patriots and you lost that bet, you're going to have to say to yourself, why did I bet on Blake Bortles and the Jaguars against Bill Belichick and the Patriots? I know that's not the best logic for making a wager, but that's the logic I'm going to be using in conjunction with the fact that this game is in Foxborough and that Brady has been lights out throughout his career, both in the playoffs and in the playoffs at Foxborough. Give me the Patriots minus seven. Game number two, the NFC Championship game, 6.40 p.m. Eastern kickoff, Minnesota laying three with a total of 39 at Philadelphia. I don't like either side here. If I was to lean and I was forced to pick a side, I'd take the Eagles plus the points, but I'm going to go with the under 39 total points in this game. I think both quarterbacks are going to try not to lose it early. Both defenses are going to set the tone. Punts are going to be a good thing in the first half. I think you can even play the under on the first half here as both teams try to feel each other out and one or two plays in the kicking game could determine the difference. So we're going to play under 39 in the NFC Championship game and we're going to lay the seven with the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. All right, boys and girls, that's a wrap for this episode of the Sharp 600. Thank you so much for tuning in, for checking us out, for all the support and all the love. We greatly appreciate it. Spread the word. Let's get this thing to blow up. Hit us up on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. But for right now, be well and best of luck.